I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Even relatively uh, small things can make a huge difference in reducing your financial stress, like having an emergency savings fund, just knowing you have it, or you can breathe, you're going to be okay, you don't have to be worried, you know, not getting away from living paycheck to paycheck and having, you know, money that you are saving each month towards your future. It just psychologically makes such a huge difference. And so we call it an upward spiral where we see a lot of times people, there's a big correlation between debt, for example, high levels of debt, especially high interest rate debt and depression, right? And so as you work with someone to get out of that, you often end up helping them, you know, uh, become less depressed, less anxious, et cetera. And then they have the energy to focus even more on their mental health, which makes them happier, right? And, you know, allows them uh, to continue the financial progress. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here.
We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Hey friends, before we jump into the episode, I've got some exciting news. We just launched the new Everyone's Talking Money website and have lots of goodies for you. You can check out all the show notes for the recent episodes, as well as a full transcript for each episode. You can also grab two freebies, our top 25 episode guide, as well as our bonus free episode, Five Minutes to Unlock a New Money Mindset. And you can get on our super special email list to get notices of upcoming workshops, courses and events, special deals, and all the insider money tips and tricks. Just head to everyonestalkinmoney.com. That's everyone's, T-A-L-K-I-N, money.com. How good would it feel to take back control of your financial life and stop feeling so financially stressed? I'm hoping your answer is pretty awesome, but how do I do that? According to our guest, Liz Davidson, CEO of Financial Finesse, a leading provider of unbiased financial wellness programs in the country, you have to start by getting financially well. So just like you take care of your mental health, you also need to give your money some TLC beyond all the spreadsheets and calculators. And believe it or not, just 23 years ago, the term financial wellness didn't even exist until Liz coined it and started this revolution of looking at your money from a holistic perspective. For example, instead of isolating one goal that you have, you look at all your goals in terms of your entire vision you have for your money in your life. This is what it means to take back control of your financial life. In this episode, Liz is sharing everything from what it means to be financially well and how you can get there, why you shouldn't sacrifice money goals while paying off debt, how to prioritize your money goals going forward, and the power of unbiased money advice. Yes, it does actually exist. We cover all of this and so much more with Liz, who happens to be a big influence in my financial life and my career. There's a lot of fangirling in this episode. Are you ready to take back control? Then let's start talking. So I wanted to start out on your on your company, Financial Finesse, on your website, you have this open letter to readers. And if you indulge me, I want to I wanna just read a couple lines because I think this really sets up our discussion. You say that we live in this incredibly uncertain time where the American dream is far for far too many is just out of reach. You know, home and college prices have soared, student loan debt is at record highs, home ownership is at its lowest levels in 50 years. And despite this strong stock market growth, you know, wages have stagnated, p- pensions are a thing of the past. And we're in this position where we pay more out of pocket to fund our health care than we do to build our retirement nest eggs. And we're facing this strong likelihood of downward mobility where most of the young adults could face bleaker financial futures than their parents, which is very scary. But you say, <laughs> unless we change things now, unless we come together and create a movement to take back control of our financial lives. I love this statement. So Liz, like just to get us going here, I mean, this is a big question, but you know, how do we do this? How do we take back control of our financial lives? It's a huge question, but it's such an important question. And I think that some very encouraging things are happening, but they need to happen at greater scale. And so that means more people really leaning into this. And what I'm talking about is breaking the financial taboo. So we, it's or the money taboo, we have made such huge progress as a society, especially post-COVID or during COVID, it started is on mental health, right? And people coming out and saying, you know, it's okay to not be okay, right? And right. and being able to share, you know, very vulnerably some of their challenges, which I think has been so helpful and constructive and has really not only driven awareness of mental health, but, you know, I think going to equip us, especially younger generations, to look at that as something that you just have to lean into and take care of and make sure that you are okay. Because if you're not okay, you can't 
be your best in terms of any relationships you have as an employee, et cetera. Well, it's, it's very similar with our financial health, right? And, and we're starting to see people talking more about it and talking about what they're doing or what they have done to improve their finances. Uh, we have a whole podcast devoted to this where we have our users of our, our coaching service share their challenges. Like, where did they start? Where are they now? What are they still challenged with? And how are they getting through those challenges? And I think that's really where the magic happens is getting people to inspire others and that, you know, people are more influenced by their peers than even financial professionals or their, you know, companies or anything. I mean, it really is an amazing impact um, when you have someone willing to uh, share their story and inspire others. And so I think that's the number one thing that needs to happen. And as that happens, I think the dominoes kind of start to fall from there. Obviously, as a provider of financial wellness as an employee benefit, having companies say, you know, similar to what they're doing with mental health to provide you know, health, mental health wellness programs to employees, having them say, you know what, your financial health is important. So we have this benefit available to you. And, you know, we're subsidizing it, we believe that much in it. And you have unlimited access to get any support you need on any financial issue or challenge. Yeah, I think that's really like the backbone of why we named the show what we did. Everyone's talking about money. This idea that if we have these conversations, like you're saying, um, we can bring awareness to the fact that a lot of us struggle with our finances and a lot of us have stress, anxiety, um, fears, all sorts of things around money because it really impacts all aspects of our lives. But yet we just, like you were saying, it's, it's a taboo topic. We don't sit around and kind of talk about it. And I wanted to bring up this idea of financial wellness, because I know this is something obviously you're very passionate about, something I'm very passionate about. You actually coined the term in 1999, and you were, you're credited for launching this financial wellness industry, which is amazing. Tell us a little bit about you know, like the history and, and what led you to create financial wellness. Wow. Um, so yes, 1999. Wow. 23, 23 years We don't have to do the math. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to. Um, So I was uh, running an investment management uh, firm and meeting with investors. And these were accredited investors, high net worth people, very, very intelligent, successful, sophisticated people, a lot of CEOs or former CEOs. And, you know, just kind of assumed initially that they really had their finances all together because this is the top, you know, yeah. 1% of 1%, right? It, it just, it, but they didn't. And it really, the light bulb went on. I was like, okay, even if you have a lot of money, doesn't mean that you know how to best manage it, right? And this was going into the dot-com era. We were a value investing shop. So we were kind of considered a little bit of diversification against what was happening with the the initial dot-com bubble. And I was watching, you know, as I started talking to my clients, I was watching them take these risks with their hard-earned, you know, wealth. And I was like, oh my gosh, this could not, this could really be bad, right? But they could survive. You know, you can sell the yacht type right, thing, right? right? You can sell the second home. You're going to, you know, you're going to have a lifestyle sh- shift, but it's going to be okay. And I thought, what about everyone else that doesn't have the luxury of having a whole lot of money? So even if you lose a lot, you still have, you know, enough to have a, a nice lifestyle, right? What about those people that, you know, a lot of people were borrowing against stock options and, you know, just spending money they expected to get, but they didn't yet have and realize, my gosh, look at all these financial advisors out there, all the, you know, financial securities, financial investments, um, even financial media, Who, but who is really working with people to have their back, not selling them anything and, and focusing on things holistically with absolutely nothing to sell. 
And, you know, the market has evolved a lot. And financial uh, planners now are tend to be much more comprehensive. And the models, as you know, have evolved uh, to be much more aligned with um, consumers' best interests. But back then, it was pretty, it was, it was kind of the Wild West. <laughs> and I said, you know what, we, like, there has to be a resource for people. And, you know, I kind of went and took this huge risk. Um, you know, running an investment management company is very lucrative, as especially as you kind of hit scale. Um, but I knew that if I didn't try this, I was going to regret it forever. And so I, I kind of went into it going, I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, you never know, right? right, with a new company. But this was like not even just a new company. It was a new concept and a new industry. But I said, if I don't do this, it's going to just eat at me and I have to try and kind of had an amount I was willing to, <laughs> you know, to, to put into the business and fortunately didn't, didn't have to go all the way up to that amount before we were, you know, able to, to get on solid financial footing ourselves and, you know, achieve a level of stability and profitability that made it a viable business. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today, and I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses, and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. 
Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Did you get any like pushback in kind of the, I guess, quote unquote, like mainstream financial planning world of, of, of you know, entering into this like behavioral, holistic financial wellness uh, kind of approach to money? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, so much pushback. Um, I actually was fired by a PR agency um, because I, in an interview, I said that we provide unbiased, you know, financial education. And the agency felt like that was extremely controversial because, you know, so does every other, you know, so does every financial services company. We're all in the business of providing unbiased (laughs) education. I was like, no, actually, that's not true. And I even was told, and this was, you know, these were pretty sophisticated people. I was told, well, you know, the advisor that manages my money doesn't, I don't pay for it. (laughs) No, you actually do. So the awareness of even the most basic, um, you know, kind of even the most basic ways that the financial services industry works, right. And how money is made and, you know, no judgment here, but just that this is what it is. Right. That, that wasn't even understood. People didn't even understand what they were paying for in terms of advice, because, you know, it comes out of your account and it's not a check you write. And so it's really was um, a very much an uphill battle getting people to understand that, while financial services and financial advice is very important and is necessary, it's not the same thing as having completely unbiased financial guidance, coaching, education that your employer is paying for. And that by virtue of that, the company that's providing it, you know, is completely aligned with you and your best interests across the full spectrum of finances. Like that, that was... Uh, not even something that most people could get their heads wrapped around. Um, no one in my family, none of my friends, like no one thought this was a good idea. People supported me out of being good friends and family members, right? But they didn't support the idea, if that makes sense. It was kind of like, okay, this is crazy. You're leaving this really lucrative industry. You know, you're really, you ha- you had got a lot of momentum in your business. Why would you leave that business to then start this new thing that you can't even describe <laughs> in a way that we understand. <laughs> so it was it was a pushback. It was also, um, yeah, just a lack of of you know understanding what the value even was. Right, even back then, the word I mean, financial wellness was not even a term whatsoever. Financial education wasn't even really a term. It was like two separate words squished together. (laughs) That was the best way I could try to differentiate it. So, um, you know, we've come a long way. We've come such a long way. I mean, it it has been a long time, but we've come a really, really long way. And I think now most companies understand the benefits of financial coaching and providing it to their employees. They may not have the budget or they may have other priorities they're going to put first, but they get that this is a needed benefit. And you've probably seen all the research. I mean, the vast, vast, vast majority of employers are saying, we know this is important and we either are doing something about it or we intend to. I think what's interesting, what you're saying is, if we go back to 1999 and whatever our math was, however many years ago we decided that was, 23 years ago. Um, I, I can't do, I'm a money expert, but I can't do that quick math in my head. Um, however however long that was, 
it really wasn't that long ago, but to just think about this idea that, you know, obviously people in 1999 and way back struggled with with money and anxiety and trauma of money and certainly didn't, you know, understand this idea of wellness. We weren't even talking about mental health, like you were saying back then. So to be able to have these discussions and understand why it's important, I think also for everyone listening to understand that there really is, you know, this, we can put financial and wellness together. We can squeeze those two words together because we need to really embody this this wellness, this, like you were saying, holistic kind of looking at all aspects of our lives in order to take back control of our money. So, you know, as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking about, uh, you know, what are some of maybe like the key principles of financial wellness or maybe a better way to say it of, you know, what does it look like for somebody listening to be financially well? I love that question. And We've come a long way in coalescing as an industry around the definition I'm about to give, but there are still a lot of people um, and companies saying they offer financial wellness and they're they're not they're they're doing the opposite, right? They might do, be doing high interest payday lending, for example, and saying, "But that's financial wellness because people need the money." And you're like, "No, that turns into a spiral that can be very dangerous." Um, but what is financial wellness for an individual? We look at it, you know, with a few key criteria. Number one, their financial stress is manageable. We recognize it's almost impossible to have no financial stress. Um, mm, but you, you are staying awake at night worrying about things. Your, your stress is under control. Um, the other pieces are more on the financial side that you have a very solid financial foundation so if something happens, you're fully able to cover it through your emergency savings or insurance, you know, just layers and layers of protection. Um, you have a plan in place to achieve your goals. Does not mean you've achieved them, but you have set goals and a strategy for each of those goals, and you're on track to achieve them by the time frame you want to achieve them. And you have a, a wealth preservation plan in place. And so if you're meeting all of those criteria, again, manageable financial stress, strong financial foundation, plan a plan to achieve your financial goals and you're on track, and whatever wealth preservation you need in place uh, to protect your assets um, to the extent you have assets, then you are financially well. Tell me real Less quick about five. tell me real quick about wealth preservation because I'm sure someone listening is like, wait, what's that? Everything from um, things like umbrella liability insurance. So as you accumulate more wealth, you've got to focus more on keeping it right, and so you know everything from that which protects you against lawsuits to uh, making sure that you're very, very well diversified, um, that you have the liquidity you need, meaning you can access money because one mistake that you know people can make as they build wealth is having it too tied up, right? right. Like for example, having too much real estate. It's very hard to you know, unload real estate really quickly, right? <laughs> if you need to. Um, so you always need to have enough uh, access to essentially to cash that, you know, if there is an emergency or problem, you're covered. Um, so it's really just making sure everything is protected, all the insurance you need so that on that side of things, you are protected, your family is protected, um, estate planning and tax planning, doing that very wisely so that, you know, that does not eat away at your wealth. Um, so there's a lot of aspects to it. It's funny. People think a lot about accumulating wealth and then they kind of think, then you're done. <laughs> and like, no, you need to actually protect it. And then you need to figure out how you manage it. You know, if you built this nest egg, how do you, you know, and this goes into kind of retirement, but how do you manage it so that, you know, it's continuing to work for you, even if you aren't working for it anymore. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? 
or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical. If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But... Then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. I like it. Yes. Okay. I'm glad that you you explain that to us because there's a lot of different aspects. And like you said, I think it's it's really important because we don't tend to think about that. We just think of the sexy part, which is growing our money. <laughs> but it's equally as yes. sexy if we take <laughs> care of it. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, there was a survey uh, that you had sent over to me before, uh, before our conversation. I wanted to talk about it, that 81% of millennial and Gen Z employees are financially stressed. That I believe, and I believe that's probably amongst all the generations. And 40% aren't comfortable with their debt, but many are actually paying off their debt at the expense of better healthcare coverage and retirement savings. So you say really setting up for financial barriers down the road. So, you know, first I want to ask you, like, how are we supposed to think about debt when all we hear mainstream wise is just debt is bad and we must be debt free? And there's a lot of I think there's a lot of internal pressures we feel to just get rid of our debt, no matter what it's costing us. That is a very, very good question. And, you know, we look at things in terms of good debt and bad debt, right? And so 
Good debt is low interest rate debt that if you manage it wisely, you still have to make sure you're borrowing, you know, you're not over borrowing and and setting yourself up for a situation where you can't make the interest payments comfortably. But if you're managing good debt wisely, and this is debt, mortgages are a great example. I know the rates have risen, but it's still, you know, relatively low interest rate debt that allows you to to have an asset that's going to appreciate in value that you would not be able to have if you didn't have access to that debt, right? So that is a very different scenario than high interest rate credit card debt or God forbid, like payday loans, which can be extraordinarily high interest rate, where the amount of interest you're spending is just, you're digging a bigger and bigger hole because of that interest. And, you know, as you get deeper into debt, it just kind of becomes a snowball in the worst possible way. Um, So, you know, it really is about um, trying to avoid wherever possible or completely eliminate, ideally, any high interest rate debt. Then when you look at lower interest rate debt, um, it's, you know, figuring out what your comfort level is. There are plenty of people that not paying off their mortgage as quickly as possible, even if they, you know, had a low fixed rate, keeps them up at night. They just don't like having it, right? Right. And so that's where the emotional part and the financial stress part comes into play is we're all, we all have different inherent risk levels. And if you are someone who is very conservative and just does not want to take on risk, debt may be something that you want to pay off even if you don't have to, because it'll give you that peace of mind. However, if you're you're not, if that's not a major concern for you and you're comfortably managing the debt and it's at a low interest rate, you can make a very good argument that, you know, long term, you should be looking at, you know, making sure that you're investing because the rate of return is likely higher than the debt that you have. And where people really need to make sure they look at this um, mathematically is when it comes to the company match in your retirement plan, that's free money. So absolutely should take advantage of that unless you're in such desperate financial situation that even investing, you know, up to the match would, would put you in trouble. Um, and your healthcare, right? Those are areas where you really want to make sure you're on a firm foundation and, you know, not not focusing on debt to the detriment of the paying down debt to the detriment of those areas. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit more about about healthcare. How, you know, maybe how we should be be thinking about it, um, you know, in relation to our debt. You know, I, I, like how do we find you know, a great plan. I mean, I was just um, doing the annual enrollment for my husband and myself. And I was just having this conversation with him because because of my background, I kind of know what I'm looking for. Like I know how to compare plans. I know how to figure out like kind of the sweet spot for us. But I was saying like, how does anybody else without this kind of education understand this? You know, it, it feels like people would just kind of pick whatever and usually probably pick the lowest cost plan. And Maybe that's not the best way for them to to maximize their money, but you know how do we how do we think about healthcare in terms of um, you know this balance that we're trying to create? I think people need to prioritize healthcare even if they are young and healthy because you just never know, right? I mean, accidents happen, you know, independent of illnesses that happen, and they can happen at any time to anyone. So I think number one, do not feel, oh, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I, you know, my last physical, I was, you know, it was perfect. You know, I don't get sick. I've heard this from people. I don't get sick. (laughs) Okay. Well, that makes you quite unique. Um, but that doesn't mean you won't get sick um, or you won't have a appendix that burst or, you know, whatever, right, could happen at any point in time. So making sure that you do prioritize it, making sure that you take the time. Now, here's the challenge. You mentioned 
going through the the different choices, it is so individualized and it there's so many considerations, right, that you have to take into account. This is where financial coaching through your employer, and again, most employers have some financial coaching in some form or fashion. It may be through their employee assistance provider and more of a light version. It may be that they have uh, decision-making tools that help people compare and contrast their options based on their personal situation and kind of guide them through, you know, what choice might be right for them. Or it may be really robust financial coaching like the kind we do, you know, where you can call a financial coach and say, okay, here's my situation. You know, here's my benefits, right? Or my options. And the coach, you know, a really good financial coach will take you through what your different options are, what the pros and cons are, and really help you choose the best possible plan. There is no perfect plan, right? There's trade-offs between premiums and deductibles and all of that. But when you look at your past health history um, and you look at your family history and you consider, you know, your current family situation and structure, you can start to kind of peel back the onion and make, you know, more informed decisions. So I'm thinking if I'm listening right now, so we talked about this idea of unbiased financial coaching and, and how that is really the ultimate form of financial wellness. And you just talked about, you know, working with with a money coach. What is that process actually like? Because I I, I want to make this this difference because I think that, you know, we normally think about like, oh, maybe you go out and you hire a financial planner and we know those, obvi- everything costs money, right? But what what's my difference working with, you know, a financial planner versus a money coach? Like what what's the process like? The, the process is incredibly um, personalized and incredibly safe. Um, a good financial coach does not judge, even in their even in their minds, right? And will never judge you. Um, so it's a process of um, building a pretty deep relationship, you know, on both sides. Um, our coaches really ultimately are not just sounding boards and experts, but they ultimately even, I would say, become friends with those that they coach. You know, there's there's the boundaries there of having a professional relationship, but it does get personal. And, you know, I think that's incredibly important to have a coach that you know um, you can trust, is never going to betray your confidentiality, is never going to judge you, has worked with thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of people over the course of their career. So they've seen almost everything. So, you know, that a a good coach will give you this feeling of they've been there, they've seen a lot, they've seen things that are, you know, way worse than anything you might be going through, or you may feel shame over, and really take the emotion out of it. um, And then, progressively work with you in the way that works best for you. Part of the coaching process is actually tailoring it to the individual. So if you're someone who really likes like a kind of a regimen or routine, and a lot of people fit in this category, you might want to do work with your coach once a week and your coach should be identifying that, that I think the best way to work with you based on your goals and your learning style is going to be you know, for us to set up regular meetings. How about we set up Tuesday at 9am, you and your spouse, you know, I'll hold that time for you. And you just chip away at your different financial challenges. And time takes time. I mean, you're not going to get out of all your high interest rate debt after a couple coaching sessions. But with that consistency, and with a great accountability partner in your coach is, is, is a big part of what coaching is. Um, I mean, that's amazing transformations can happen. I mean, we've seen people get out of, you know, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands in some cases of, of credit card debt that they, you know, accumulated. Um, and then subsequently, you know, become financially secure over a period of several years simply by making some changes that, 
you know, that they not only could tolerate, but in some cases even appreciated in terms of reducing expenses that might not be serving them, you know, uh, in other areas of their lives, like dining out, et cetera. Um, So you can have a great life and work on your finances and make financial progress for the future at the same time. Um, It does not have to be one or the other outside of really extreme cases. But even then, it's a short term thing to get to, you know, a much better place where, you know, you can live a happier, you know, less stressful life. And I think what's, you know, I'm a bit advocate on this show about mental health, obviously, having your therapist, whatever that looks like for you, you know, having that appointment and and so we can see the parallels between money and how important it is to have even a sounding board, you said safe space to really talk about money. I think that is that is so important. And I would love to be able to, you know, be a, a small uh, kind of pebble in the water to take down some of those taboos and false beliefs that we don't need someone like we actually do need somebody like that, like, a you know, someone to really be in our corner around money. And I wanted to go back just just really quick and, and talk a little bit about, um, you know, the progress that you're making with financial wellness programs. I know you've been just a big advocate. You've consulted with the White House. Uh, I mean, you've done so many different things to really push this initiative of financial wellness programs. So I was just curious, Liz, like, are you seeing, I, I mean, I, I think the answer is yes, because you've kind of already alluded to this, but are you seeing, you know, more employers offer these financial programs and like really getting on board with understanding why this is important? Absolutely. It's, um, you know, our business is interesting because as financial times get harder or more confusing, the demand for our services goes up both from employers that want to help their employees um, as well as from employees themselves. So absolutely. And you know, one major, two major areas that are really gaining tremendous momentum um, are around uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so we're seeing incredible results working with uh, employee resource groups um, within employers where you can really target the guidance and coaching um, in group sessions, but even beyond that, um, around the needs of that specific population. And, you know, so we're, we're at a very interesting, I think, crossroads where financial wellness is being used to narrow and hopefully we can eliminate both the gender and racial wealth gaps, which is incredibly exciting. And that's going to happen at the employer level. I don't really see any other way where you can reach kind of the, the number of people the way you need to, um, if it's not done through employers as a benefit, because when you really need the help, you can't afford to pay for right. it, right? It's kind of a chicken egg thing. It's like, well, that's my problem in the first place. So now you're telling me I have to pay for it. So when the employer is able to pay for it, it changes everything. The other major thing going on is the connection to mental health. And so we've done a lot of studies on stress and, you know, how, um, even relatively, uh, small things can make a huge difference in reducing your financial stress. Like having an emergency savings fund, just knowing you have it, or you can breathe, you're going to be okay. You don't have to be worried, you know, not getting away from living paycheck to paycheck and having, you know, money that you are saving each month towards your future. It just psychologically makes such a huge difference. And so we call it an upward spiral where we see a lot of times people There's a big correlation between debt, for example, high levels of debt, especially high interest rate debt and depression, right? And so as you work with someone to get out of that, you often end up helping them, you know, uh, become less depressed, less anxious, et cetera. And then they have the energy to focus even more on their mental health, which makes them happier, right? And you know, allows them uh, to continue the financial progress um, as well. So it's a it's a very they're very interconnected, and I really don't think you can fully solve the mental health crisis without solving you know the financial health challenges so many people have. Wow, I mean that's really exciting to hear, <laughs> and, 
And um, I'm so thrilled that you are, you know, really leading that that charge. Um, in closing, I just, I really, I hope everyone listening has really heard um, everything around this idea of financial wellness and and how we can really take back control of our financial lives. I'm wondering if there's, you know, a couple action steps, maybe a little checklist, anything that you have to just kind of help us really tackle tackle this idea of financial wellness and ease kind of each day as we move forward. Yeah, I would definitely say check and see if your employer has financial coaching as a benefit. And again, they likely have some form or fashion of coaching and maybe it's not as robust as you would like, or there may even, it may even be delivered by a provider that, you know, has financial products or services to sell. But if you're really doing your research and finding the best possible resource you can tap into at your employer, that's going to make a big, big, big difference. So I would say that is absolutely the most important thing that you can do um, to get yourself, you know, from wherever you are to wherever you want to be. If you don't, then it becomes, it becomes a bit more challenging, right? But fortunately, you know, there are, you know, real financial wellness industry has emerged and there are organizations out there and money coaches out there. If you may have to pay, you know, if you're not getting this service through your employer, you likely will. But if the cost is reasonable and you're really willing to do the work, you're going to see a major, you know, return on that investment. Um, so, you know, it's, I know it can be hard when you're financially struggling. Again, I made that point earlier to, to, to pay, you know, for a financial coach, but would encourage at least looking at that and seeing if the expense is reasonable. Um, in many cases, it is um, because in the best models are where you're paying, you know, X per month and you have unlimited access. And if you really tap into that unlimited access, you're going to get tremendous value. I clearly remember the day I realized that so much of my money success was just tied up and how I literally felt, thought, and acted about money. It was like a light bulb moment because as Liz was sharing, once we realize that our money story and goals are puzzle pieces that all need to fit together and how you think about them and how you care for them is really important, you can then start to take back control and start to feel some ease with your money. If you want to connect with Liz, you can find her on her website at financialfinesse.com. Her company right now only offers benefits exclusively for employers. However, Liz really encourages you to just always advocate to your employer to provide some sort of financial wellness benefit if they're not. So you can learn all about that on her website again at financialfinesse.com. If you enjoyed this episode, want to help somebody else take back control of their money, please share this episode with friends or family members. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. 